Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap the Titans 2021 draft class. We'll dive in to the latest addition to the Tennessee Titans, but before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Andy, before we dive in, hope you're doing well, man. How was your weekend? Were you able to enjoy all of the draft festivities? I had a great weekend. I can't complain. You know, weather's great. So, again, the draft is over, and we, hey, it's time to roll. So let's get going. Now, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm really excited because over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to break down each and every draft pick in depth. So next week, we're going to start with Caleb Farley. Then we'll go to second-round pick, Dylan Radunes. But we'll continue like, like we did last year, and so that's how we're going to be setting up for the next couple of weeks. Obviously, if there's any breaking news, we will keep you all informed on that. But as we get into it, we met briefly after last Thursday night to discuss the Titans drafting with the 22nd overall pick, defensive back Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Then in round two with the 53rd overall pick, they drafted Dylan Redunds, offensive tackle, North Dakota State. Then in the third round, Titans traded with the Green Bay Packers. They moved from 85 back to 92, and they ended up drafting linebacker or inside linebacker Monty Rice out of the University of Georgia. They then had the 100th pick, which was a comp pick. They draft Elijah Molden, who's a cornerback out of Washington. I have seen that it looks as though he could slide into safety. They can use him from a pretty versatile standpoint. Then in the fourth round, day three, get us going. With the 109th pick, the Titans finally get a wide receiver. They draft Dez Fitzpatrick out of the University of Louisville. We're going to have to talk about this one here in a minute. But with the 135th overall pick, the Titans draft defensive end Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. Then in the sixth round, we had two picks. Racy McMath. Racy McMath with the 205th pick. Wide receiver out of LSU. And then in the sixth round with the 215th pick, Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon. So, D, there it is. The Titans and... There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight draft picks. That is the class for 2021. We'll get into each one here in a second. But, D, what are your overall thoughts about the Titans and how they went about this year's draft? Well, I thought they actually picked pretty good. I mean, this is a great draft class. A um, lot of players, very instinctive. All of these players, they all have something in common. They're instinctive. They're playmakers. 
not robotic. They're tough. This is a resilient bunch. But what I love about these guys is that they represent the future of the Tennessee Titans. And that's what the coolest part of the draft is about in this 2021 class. And we can, we will talk about them and say 2024. And then that's when we can give them kind of a grade. But right now I thought they, they addressed not so much of need. They did need, excuse me, they, they addressed need at number one, but they also brought in a lot of guys from a youth standpoint that they can build, build with. And that's what Radunes and Rice, uh, Molden and Weaver, Fitzpatrick, what you can do is develop these players for the future. And they, and that's what you need right now because I always been taught this and a coach always said you're one play away from getting in the game. And so I think when you can come in, if you're Red Dunes and you can get behind Taylor Lewan, you can learn a lot. You can take a lot. You can process a lot. When you're Monty Rice, Again, you can come in and watch Jayon. You can go in and watch Rashawn. You can learn a lot. And this is a time, just like when I was drafted in 19, 1997, you know, I had a chance to go for six months and just basically learn from Daryl Lewis and Steve Jackson and Marcus Robinson and Blaine Bishop. Uh, this is a time of learning. This is a time of processing what it's going to be like in the next probably four, if you're lucky, or eight to ten years from now. The initial opinion I had on the draft class was definitely had a focus on the defensive side of the ball, which is what we watched last year. That was definitely the biggest side of the ball that they needed to address. Mm -hmm. Now, we did lose a good amount of our weapons on the offensive side of the ball, but if I had to give this draft class an overall grade, I would I would give it somewhere between a B and a B plus. My biggest thing with the Titans is some of these guys, like I think, have the potential to be really good. But there were also several players that had red flags that kind of concerned me. And it's it's not so much of, like, will they be good? It's just like, can they stay healthy? Or can they make sure that they're going to stay out of trouble? Now, granted, a little bit of recency bias because of how things went last year. But I was just hoping that the character concerns wouldn't be that big of an issue. And as we'll get into it, might have a few issues that we're going to have to look into. We're going to go into it, and we're going to start at the top with the 22nd overall pick, Caleb Farley. I know we briefly talked about him, but D, has your, your thoughts changed any since the last time we spoke about Caleb and him coming to Nashville? No, no, absolutely. We're still at that 22nd position. I know a lot of people talked about the back, you know, the concern. He had surgery on his back. But again, before a club drafts a player, especially in the first round, they're going to talk to the doctors that perform the surgeries. They're going to talk to the physical therapist that, you know, when he went through the physical therapy at Virginia Tech or wherever, they're going to address that because they're not, they're not going to go in and say, listen, we're going to bring a guy in that's already have some kind of ailment that might hinder his performance. Caleb Farley has already said that he's going to be good to go. Uh, in his interview, he basically told John Robinson, Hey, I want the playbook. Let's go. You got to. Shut down corner. He can play every coverage that the Titans love to do. Zone coverage, man cover two, you name it. Caleb Farley is the real deal. He can play those at any position. He can go in that slot corner. You basically got a corner, not only that you can, you know, he can be a day one starter, but you got a corner that you can say, listen, this can be our version of Dion. He can be our version of a shutdown corner. And he's a young man that I, I see playing for a long time in this game. He reminds me of, of a, a lot of 
Champ Bailey. He's very instinctive, uh, a great tackler in space. And I'm just excited at this 22nd pick. I think this is going to be uh, the pick of the draft right here. I, I'm, I'm just excited that my man from Virginia Tech by way of North Carolina is, is finding his way to Nashville. I really hope you're right, D. The thing you mentioned was about the question he had for general manager John Robinson. And whenever J-Rob called him on the phone, that was the first question that Caleb asked him was, when can I get the playbook? And so I love that mindset. I love that mentality. My opinion has stayed the same since the last time we talked. I am really excited about this pick. I do think Caleb Farley can be an incredible asset for this team. And again, we'll get next week when we break down his stuff, we'll get into more of his back injury, what that could mean for his longevity in the league. But I said it before the draft. I'm sticking to it. If J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley fall to you at 22, you draft them. And that's what they did, and I'm happy to see it. And so I just hope Caleb is able to come in here, do his rehab, make sure everything goes smoothly for him getting back on the field, and I'm with you, dude. He's starting on the outside day one if he's healthy, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens with his situation. But then we move on to the second round, and we go with a pick that I will say is one that you shouldn't have had to make. The Titans should not have been having to draft an offensive tackle, but for where they were having to pick, they got Dylan Reduns out of, I believe it's pronounced Reduns. It could be Reduns, but I think I like Reduns. I don't know. It sounds a little French. But you got Dylan out of North Dakota State with the 53rd overall pick. D, what are your thoughts on Dylan? Well, I love it. You know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you've been drinking. But let me just say this, D. You think about this. Who was the third pick in this year's draft? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Where did Trey Lance go to school? North Dakota State. North Dakota State. You think it's ironic that Mr. Dylan Red Dunes was taken in the second round of this year's draft? No, I don't think it's ironic that he got drafted where he did. What I'm saying from, hey, a, me... from a Titan standpoint, where we were this time last year, there's no reason you should be having to draft a tackle in the second hey, round. Hey, let me, let me say this, and I'm going to say this right now. I had a chance to break this big man down. He's the real deal. And in this league, it's not about the quarterback. It's not about Derrick Henry. It is about the offense and the defensive line. Okay. It starts in the trenches. I say that all the time. It starts in the trenches. If you don't got the big dogs up front blocking or protecting or basically causing disruption every Sunday or Monday, you don't have a chance to win in this league. When you find a player of his caliber, you got to get him now. He fell right there in the right time at that 53rd pick. And I think this is a great pick. You know why? Because if you look at that film, the film don't lie. They call it the eye in the sky don't lie in the National Football League or college. You watch Trey Lance and watch Trey Lance in 2019. That's when you make your money. It's not the previous year. It's always your junior year. This was the man that protected Trey Lance. This was the player right now. When you look at all those explosive uh, runs that Trey Lance made at North Dakota State, this was the guy that was opening up those holes. This was the player. When you look at when North Dakota State needed a play, they ran behind Red Dunes. He's that good. And listen, I think this is going to be a steal. I think he's going to have a great career. And you got to get younger on your offensive line. You got to bring in some youth. I mean, just think about it. Last year, LaJuan went out with an ACL surgery. You know, he went out with a tear, excuse me. So when you start losing losing guys, it's the old subtracting and additional rule. When you lose guys, you got to bring somebody up. 
And that somebody has to be somebody that's ready to step in there and ready to play. So your starter gets hurt. And then to bring another player in, and then you feel like, okay, he's underperforming. That don't cut in the National Football League. That it won't work. So you got to you got to make sure that you you're building for the future. Let's just be honest. A lot of guys are getting older. And then next year, a lot of guys' contracts are up. So now you've got to think about it. You've got to address the most important need on your team, and that's the offense and defensive side of the ball, especially those interior position. And they did that in the second round. I will say that I do think, I mean, the draft is all about value. After Redunds and as far as where other tackles were selected in this year's draft, I thought the drop-off from him to the next guy was pretty big. So getting him where we did, I thought it was smart to go ahead and pull the trigger there. I know some people were like, ah, go ahead and get a receiver. I I think value-wise with who you had there, it was better to address receiver later and get Redunds because he will be starting in that competition for the right tackle spot. He played left tackle at North Dakota State. He will be playing right tackle for the Titans. He'll be battling it out with Ty Samborello and Kendall Lamb, and he could be starting day one. I'm not going to put that pressure and, and say, yeah, he's definitely going to be there, but he's, he's going to be in the conversation. He will be battling as we get into camp. Moving on to the Titans, third-round pick. All right, D, so with I'm the 92nd with overall pick, I'm glad you caught me there, uh, inside linebacker Monty Rice at the University of Georgia. Titans, this is news that we needed to get into. Haven't talked about this yet, but the Titans have opted not to pick up the fifth-year option on Inside linebacker Rashawn Evans, the Titans' former first-round pick. Therefore, uh, general manager John Robinson did say they would like to sign him to a long-term extension, but obviously with that fifth-year option, you're going to be paying a lot of money. Right now, based off the cap situation, I thought it was probably smart not to do it. Could come back to hurt you. We'll see. But that does continue the trend for first-round picks, not getting that second contract under John Robinson. But, D, when you see Monty Rice coming in, what do you see there? I see a very instinctive player. I see a player whose motor is always running. I love this guy. I thought he was a ball hawk at Georgia. He is what I call nasty. When he comes to tackle, he's not just going up to wrap you up. He's trying to literally end your career. Uh, if you watch the game against Tennessee, and I'm sure you don't want to watch that game when he was able to not only sack Garitano, strip the ball out of his hands, then scooped and scored on your volunteers, I said to myself, you know what? That Monty Rice is a grown man. And then he's a great blitzer. Uh, one of the things I love about, especially at that inside linebacker position, you got to know how to blitz right at the right time. You just can't run up in a hole. And if you watch him against Georgia, that's really where he made a living. Is He's very good blitzing on the edges as well. And what I also love about him is his speed. You know, he don't get beat a lot, and he's able to run down quarterbacks. And I'm going to tell you something, you need that. And the way that the Titans play, especially at that inside linebacker position, you need speed, but you also need toughness. He is one of the toughest players that I've seen in this year's draft. And I think he's got great coverage skills. You need that. We saw Jayon last year against Pittsburgh. Uh, he was really the difference maker in the second half of that game, which, you know, the Titans came up short three points, but they almost came back and won that game. And it was on the play of Jayon. So I think he's a player that can come in and uh, right away be a backup to Jayon and Rashawn. And then not to mention, they're not picking up that fifth-year option. So you never know what's going to happen in Rashawn's situation. So I think this would be a huge addition for the defense. You mentioned that the future at that inside linebacker position 
there are some questions because we don't know what's going to happen with Evans or Jayon Brown, who both technically now at this point are are on one-year deals. It's kind of a mixed bag with Monty Rice, in my opinion. He was a Titans fan growing up, so that's good. At least he's going to a place where he enjoyed watching the team. I always like those stories whenever a, a kid that grew up a fan of a team gets drafted by that team. Matt Miller did have some encouraging words. He did say, Titans get an excellent leader in Monty Rice, exceptionally high football IQ and leadership great. Injury affected my ranking of him, but he's stout at the point of attack. You mentioned that Tennessee game. He was the leading tackler against the Balls this last season, yeah. uh, so good for him. Um, I'm glad that they beat us like they did so we could get Jeremy Pruitt out of there, start that, that free-for-all. But here is the one red flag that I have seen on Monty Rice and the – Tell me if this is unusual, but Ross Tucker with CBS Sports and Westwood One pointed out that Monty Rice, he's on his third agent. Do you, pay, you played, what, eight years in the league? Nine. Nine, sorry. I, I, I always shortchange you that one year. That's okay, I, I don't know but I didn't know that last year. I just basically chilled. Okay. Well, in your nine years, how many agents did you have? One. This guy's on his third before he's even drafted. Maybe he should represent himself. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that it's going to be a bad thing, but I'm just saying like that should at least make you be like, what's what's the deal here? We can get more into that. I'm sure there's going to be more to come out on that, but congrats to Monty for coming to a team that he grew up being a fan of. Going on to the next third-round pick at yeah. pick 100, Elijah Molden, back to the secondary. He give me Give me your thoughts. Give you my thoughts on a... All-American, a two-time All-Pac-12 selection, and a ball hawk. And the only reason that he wasn't a first-round draft pick was he's what ran a 4.640, which Jerry Rice ran a 4.640, by the way. And is Jerry Rice considered the greatest of all time in his position? Yes. So that should tell you that the 40-yard dash, at least in my opinion, is overrated. I will say this about Elijah Molden out of Washington, one of my favorite schools and one of my favorite places to travel to. And I love Seattle. I don't want to continue to talk about the Pacific Northwest, but he is, Davey, let me tell you something. When you talk about versatility, you talk about Elijah Molden. And what I love about him, D, is he's like a Bill Belichick kind of a player. He can play corner and safety. And that's what you love about him because he can come in right away. He can be your backup corner and he can be your backup safety because that's the way that he played at Washington. He can play other positions. And then not to mention, he's really good in a slot. That's where he makes his money. He's a good slot corner. So when you got a player that can play all three positions in the back end, that is a huge plus for your secondary. And not to mention, last but not least, Davey, he loves to hit. He loves to hit. He don't shy away from contact. And go back to a game in 2019. BYU, Mr. Zach Wilson, the second pick to the New York Jets. They went down there to Seattle to play at the old Husky Stadium. Oh, it wasn't very nice for Zach Wilson. They ate him up down there. Woo! They tore him up. And I tell you what, one of the reasons why Zach Wilson had a bad game was Elijah Molden. If you watch that game, he was all over the field, balls deflected. He was picking them off. I mean, just absolutely just a playmaker. And I love his aggressiveness. Great, great pickup for the Titans organization. 
this is going to be, uh, in my opinion, a really good player for a long time in this league. I know a lot of people were upset whenever this guy was drafted, and it wasn't so much because it was Elijah Molden being drafted. It was just because, like, oh, man, like, get us an offensive weapon. But I thought at that point, at pick 100, for him to still be on the board, I thought it was great value for the Titans to go ahead and pull the trigger there. Again, like our secondary, we can't get much worse. We need help. So I'm I'm happy that they were able to get this guy. And, like, man, like, versatility is so – it's such – an incredible trait, and whenever you look at how offenses are run in today's NFL, you need a guy that you can pretty much plug and play all across that secondary, and this is that guy. He might be a little undersized, but he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to get in there, and he's going to be mean, and I, that's what I want to see out of my defensive backs. So he might he might be 5'10". He doesn't play like he's 5'10", so i got to give him credit for that. But D, I did want to take a second to talk about our newest sponsor, I don't know about you, man, but I usually have pretty bad luck when it comes to sunglasses, but not anymore. And it's because it's time to make your outdoor experience better with Canaan. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code CANANCAST15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. All right, D. So we've got day one and two in the books. Moving on, Titans trade up very early on. I actually was away from my TV when this happened. I was like, oh, we got a little bit of time until the Titans draft. I can go grab some food and come back to the house. No, I'm wrong. J-Rob trades up. With the 109th pick, the Titans go and they get the receiver. Everybody had been asking, J-Rob, draft a receiver. We need help. We need pass catchers. Get me a wide out. And the Titans do that with Louisville wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick. I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard his name while he was playing college ball. I heard about him a little bit coming up to the draft, but this wasn't the guy for someone who follows the ACC quite a bit. This guy's not really ringing much of a bell. Tell me about Des. Des, he's one of those what I call real physical receivers, much like AJ. Uh, he's one of those uh, players that when he catches the ball, he's actually looking for contact. Uh, he's a big guy, strong, you know, and that's what you want. He can come in, he's, a, he's a, he can stretch the field. You know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but you know what? You don't need to be fast to stretch the field in the National Football League. You just need to know how to get open and know how to use your body. What I love about him, he's got great hands, D. And once he catches the ball, he's a playmaker. It's hard. I, I watched the game last year, and it took like six guys. I don't sure it was a game against Kentucky, I believe. It took six defenders to bring him down. He's basically, to me, is like a running back playing receiver. That's how tough he is, D. And when the ball is in the air, he's very aggressive. And I think this is a good pick. You know, listen, nobody's heard of him. I know. It's always players that, you know, unfortunately, when they get a lot of clout, they don't necessarily pan out. He's a great player. I love him. I love him. I love his aggressiveness and going up and attacking the football. I will say the kid can block. And if you're going to play in this offense, you have to be able to block, especially for Derrick Henry. So to see that he is going to be able to help out there, that's, that's good news. And another thing that I noticed about him was he's a really good route runner. And so... You mentioned the physicality. 
physicality, ability to block, route running. Those are pretty much the primary factors that J-Rob looks at whenever he's trying to get his wide receivers for this offense that we have here. And so I think you do that with Fitzpatrick. I will say that I was kind of hoping that the Titans would go for more of a slot receiver because I do think that that is more of a pressing concern for this team. I don't know. Maybe J-Rob's trying to make a trade, trying to get somebody already in the league, but that is a unit that I expect to see the team continue to try to work on throughout the offseason. I'm not upset with the Fitzpatrick pick. I was glad to see that the team addressed the wide receiver need, and I, I will say from a a physicality standpoint, I think he's going to embody what the Titans look to do on offense. So it's just a matter of time. We'll get him out there, see how he fits in. But then, D, we got to move on to the other fourth-round pick that the Titans had. And that's a guy by the name of Rashad Weaver. Now, we could do a whole episode on this, but I will keep it short for right now. News came out pretty much as soon as the draft was over that back in middle the middle of April, Rashad Weaver was charged with simple assault. Now, simple assault can be a fairly minor situation. Could also be an indicator of, of something that's even even bigger. But from what we know, more information will come out on this subject. But right now, the story was that Weaver and a woman got into an argument at a bar. Her story was that he hit her in the head. He said he didn't hit her. The police that were there said that you know, we did find this woman. We did not see any injuries consistent with the head injury, but the woman then says a few days later she went to the hospital and was diagnosed with a concussion. That's where we'll leave it at for right now. More information will come out, but it kind of does go back to the red flag situation. And D, I, I, I told you this whenever it came across. I was like, I kind of just view this as an issue of the Titan scouting department. Again, it could be a non-issue, but it's like, I don't think they knew about the issue ahead of time. So, again, it just kind of goes to that theme of Titans willing to take a chance on guys that do have some red flags. So we'll see what happens there. But, D, whenever we'll just turn our attention completely to the football side of things, when you watch him play, what are you getting out of this guy as a player? Well, I think about a young Jason Taylor, the Hall of Famer who played all those years for Miami and for the New York Jets. And when I look at Rashad, I see not, I see a young man who has the ability to be a disruptive end in this league. I see a young player who has the potential that as he grows, he can get so, so good and he can be very, I think he can be a Pro Bowl player. He has that kind of, uh, that kind of a talent. He's 6'5, 270 pounds, built like Taylor, not the biggest guy in the world, very long, uh, but what, I love how he comes off the edge. And when he comes off the edge, it's typically like a burst. His first step is absolutely explosive. And that's what we need on the, on that side of the ball when you're talking about being disruptive. If you don't have any explosiveness uh, at that rush edge position, uh, nine times out of ten, you won't get to the quarterback. His angles, the way that he's able to take the, the proper angles, angle and explosiveness is how you get to the quarterback, how you, you're able to beat that tackle. And I watched the game against Louisville, and it looked like one player uh, dominated 11 guys on that Louisville team, and that was Rashad. And Davey, when I watch him, I, I just, I'm like in awe. 
about how good he can be. He has the potential to be a great player. Remember, I said I'm always talking about the gems in this league. The gems in the draft come in the later rounds. He's a gem. He has a chance to be a gem. Now, and so whatever happens, I, I don't know the facts until the facts come out. I, I'm not going to comment on that. But I will say this. This is a young man that if you're the Titans organization, you defensive coordinator Shane Bowen, you say, man, I got a steal in this fourth round. I got a guy that can come in right now and he can learn from Bud Dupree. He can watch guys like D'Amico Autry and Derek Roberson and Harold Landry, and he can get better. He can absorb all of that knowledge from these players. And he, he has the potential to be a dominant force in this league. He has that kind of talent. I'm not making this comparison, but I believe he was the last defensive lineman, edge rusher type player to be drafted out of Pitt since a guy by the name of Aaron Donald. So. Pretty big. Uh, that's, that's hey, that holds a lot of weight in this league when you say that name. That's that's that's, that's the man right now. When you talk about Aaron Donald and, and you can be in the same sentence as AD, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight, D. So fortunately for Weaver, they're not expecting him to have to start right away. He'll be coming in behind Bud Dupree and Harold Landry. And again, though, if, if the team does not look to re-sign Harold after this year. It could be a really good opportunity for him to step up if everything does come out to where he's seen significant repercussions for what may or may not have happened back in the middle of April. But then, D, we get into the sixth round, and these are two guys that are going to have to make this team that I believe, based off special teams and their ability to contribute on that unit. But we start off, and we go to the home of Denard Walker down on the stomping grounds of Baton Rouge. And we get a guy at wide receiver by the name of Racy McMath. Off the top, McMath, when you look at him, his physical attributes, that's the attributes of a guy that I would expect to see some more production during college. But for whatever reason, it didn't quite match up. Why might that be? And what is McMath going to be able to bring to this Titans wide receiving unit? Well, only time will tell with, you know, Racy. First of all, Racy, I love that name, man. <laughs> you got to be a ball player with a name of Racy. But, you know, there was much like Tennessee, there was a lot of inconsistent play at the quarterback position down in Baton Rouge this year. Uh, they had about three quarterbacks. So there was no consistency at that position. And unfortunately, when you don't have, when you have a lack of consistency, at one position, it ends up hurting other positions. We saw, we, we talked about that, you know, and especially at the quarterback play. You no, know, we talked about, yeah, we, uh, we talked about well Palmer. Aware. Exactly. Josh Palmer, prime example. You know, he's, he's going to be a player that I, I feel like, just like you said, he's got to get close to special team coach Craig Ackerman. And if he's going to make this club, it's going to be his performance on special teams. I like him a lot. I just didn't see that, you know, I guess he was overshadowed by Terrence Marshall Jr. You know, everybody was talking about T. Marsh uh, down in Baton Rouge. But Racy is, he's a tough. He's not afraid to go into in the middle. He's hes like what I call a, a chain mover. And he's not going to, you know, take you deep. But what he's going to do, he's going to work, get those three to five yards in there, those tough, gritty yards. Uh, he's not afraid to mix it up. But again, the way that he's going to make, especially when you draft him in the sixth round, 
he's going to make it playing on special teams. And, and that's how he's going to get his foot in the door or at least stay in, you know, stay. In, that's how he's going to be able to stay in the building. Let's just say it like that. Yeah, I was trying to think of the best way to phrase this, but I do think the Titans win the draft whenever it comes to the sixth round all-name team. Racy McMathian, check out this next one. Brady Breeze. Yes. Rolls right off the tongue. Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon. I believe he opted out this past season, but a guy that the Titans are going to need to contribute on special teams, and that's going to ultimately determine whether or not he is on the opening day roster come the fall of 2021. Now, I know Brady Breeze, and I've watched him play for about three years. And let me tell you something, because I scout um, the Oregon football team. I've watched pretty much all of their games. And let me just say this. You can go back two years ago to the Pac-12 championship, and I want you to watch number 25 that game. And he's all over the field. He reminds me a lot of an undrafted safety, actually by the name of Brian Russell who played a long time for the Minnesota Vikings and the Cleveland Browns. Now, Brian was a quarterback at San Diego State and made the transition. He actually, they converted him over to safety. And Brian had a very uh, productive career. He should have made the Pro Bowl in 2003. He actually had about eight interceptions that year. He's he's kind of that, he fits that mold of Brian Russell. And when you watch uh, Brady, what he is, he's smart. He is a free safety that basically lines up. And that's usually what your free safety, uh, his job description is, is to get everybody lined up and make sure nobody gets past the last line of defense. He's that good. And I believe, yes, he's going to make the team. Unfortunately, when you draft him in the sixth round, coach is going to tell you, hey, listen, the way that you're going to make this club is you get next to the special teams coach. You know him. You know everything that is in that special teams playbook. But this player, Brady Breeze, he is a player. Davey, let me tell you something. He's the real deal. And when that ball is in the air, when you throw a fade route, and if he's anywhere in the vicinity of that ball, he's going to go get it. He is a very exciting player, a very electric player. I love this guy. I've been watching him for the last three years. I know he opted out in 2020, but he is a big-time player. Don't let the fact that he got drafted in the sixth round fool you. I'll tell our listeners right now, he fits that mold. If you go back and, and just go watch some old film of Brian Russell, you go back and look at a lot of great safeties um, that's played throughout the years. Their job is a free safety job is the one. He has one job description. Don't let anything behind you. You are the last line of defense. Brady Breeze is a really good player. And it, it, he not one time that I see a ball get behind number 25 for Oregon. I, I love this player. I, I think. At that getting drafted 215, that don't mean nothing to me, considering the fact that a Hall of Famer by the name Terrell Davis got drafted in the sixth round. So that, that tells you something. And if he comes in and, and, and can ball out on special teams, I see a player. And then you get a chance to learn from KB. Oh, Dave, I'm telling you something. There's a lot of potential with these, especially this pick at 215. Yeah, I'm really excited to get him in here and see what he's able to do with that unit. Watching his college tape, I really enjoyed it. Again, I just hope it's it's one of those things to where it translates to the next level. I mean, we, we don't always say it. And again, I guess that's now that we've ran through everyone. Obviously, like I, I hope all these guys are, are great picks. I hope that every single one of them is able to make a impact that is that is very positive for this team moving forward. But again, like as we go and we look back on previous draft classes, it's very rare that 
every draft D is a hit and is able to make an impact. So I just I hope that this draft class does turn out to be a really solid group for general manager John Robinson. I know a lot of people are still frustrated with how last year's went. And so I'm hope this can be some sort of amendment and that this is able to fill a lot of the needs that the Titans have whenever you're looking at where we were lacking heading into this this past weekend. So a lot remains to be seen as we look at these guys. And again, each week we're going to break down each player, starting with Caleb Farley next week. We'll devote an entire episode to him, and we'll get into everything you need to know about what he is bringing to the Tennessee Titans. But D, on the way out, any closing words, my friend? Uh, just be optimistic. You know, there's that's the word. You know, when you draft, when you have a draft class, you always, you know, I'm optimistic, and you know me, I don't really have anything negative to say about any player because they wouldn't be here if they couldn't play. And I don't care if you drafted one at or you drafted, you know, in the sixth round, you're still there. That's the only thing you want is a chance. And when you get there. You know, yeah, people are going to look at Kayla Farley and say, yes, he should be a day one starter, but Brady Breeze, you know, he's a six-rounder. Uh-uh, don't think like that because I've seen where guys have been six-round starters, and when it comes day one, and what I mean by that is when that first game, uh, first kickoff, I've seen a six-rounder. A lot of times they're the ones who end up starting. So remember, your job, all these guys are here for a reason. There's too many players. There's only so many positions that, you know, that can be filled, but I believe every single one of these players have the potential of making this team and making a huge impact. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. And, you know, four years from now, then that's what I would grade them. I, I never grade people on their draft class. I grade them four years, you know, later down the line when, you know, free agency is up or, you know, how many Super Bowls that they win because Tom Brady messed it up for everybody <laughs> when you when you go to uh, give there's, a grade to a draft talk, class. That's the only talk whenever the sixth round came on. Yeah, day three exactly. Let's just talk about Tom so, Brady for two hours. I was like, all right. Yeah. Guys, so, so congratulations to all these great picks, and uh, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for them. Well, we'll get to break it all down as we move forward and get more into the offseason. A lot to discuss. But D, as always, my friend, I appreciate you being here. Really excited to get your thoughts on the new additions to the Tennessee Titans roster, but we'll do it again next week. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at BelieveTitans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.